You are listening to episode number 15 of the Nightingale podcast. I cannot wait for you all to listen to this week's episode. This week's guest is the one and the only Katie Duke. You may know her for her role as an acute care nurse practitioner, a social media influencer, and a public speaker. She is just all of the things that it takes to be a great motivator and a great role model for the nursing profession. I cannot wait for all the wisdom that she's about to drop in this week's episode. We talk about all the things, including her nursing journey, how she got to where she is today, some of the struggles she's gone through along the way, and some things that are just so important for the nursing profession to hear, such as just fighting for what you believe in and standing up for your own truth and just being an authentic nurse and human being in general. Katie has some awesome advice and is just truly someone that you know you can go to when you want to hear how it is and get some really good motivation to move forward towards your goals and dreams. Hey friends, welcome to the Nightingale podcast, a podcast for nurses, future nurses, and well, anyone interested in the nursing profession. I'm your host, Dakota Falkowski, RN, BSN, and DNP student. Join us each week as I interview nurses from all areas of the nursing profession to uncover nursing opportunities that you may have not known even existed. You can expect to be inspired and maybe even a little bit motivated. The goal of the Nightingale podcast is to encourage you to think outside of the box, step outside of that comfort zone of yours, and reach for a fulfilling and unique nursing journey. So let's dive in and check out this week's guest. You never know, they may just have your dream job. Hey, Katie, welcome to the podcast. We are so pumped to have you on here with us. Well, thank you for having me. It's always good to um, have an you know have an opportunity to reach everybody out there from all different perspectives. And I think podcasting is a great way, you know, outside of social media, to um, you know, for people to hear your story. So thanks for having me. Right, it's fun. It's just like half an hour or so, just chatting, and just so much wisdom comes out. So I love it. So I'd love to get started with just hearing who is Katie Duke. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your nursing journey so far. Who is Katie Duke? Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't think we could answer that in a nice short little summation. But um, in a nutshell, I am a nurse practitioner. Um, I started in healthcare. Geez, I started in healthcare. Um, as a patient care technician way back in about 2000 and uh, way back in about 2002. And um, as far as like, you know, what I'm doing right now, it's kind of taking me a long way to get to this, to get to this point. And um, so I started as a patient care tech then I eventually went to college. I became a nurse first. I started with my associate's degree and from there, I started working as a nurse in St. Louis. I worked around a different, you know, um, several different places in St. Louis, but I started working in med surge at first. Um, I really liked working in med surge. I felt like it was this really awesome. Um, I felt like it was this really, really awesome, um, you know, experience because you got to take care of all different patients, um, you know, like within your basic 12-hour shift. And it wasn't limited to one specialty. And I felt like being a new nurse at that time, that that would be like the best option for me. And so that was kind of where I started out. And my best friend to this day was actually, we met because she was actually the nurse who precepted me. And her name is Stephanie. And she, um, my first, the, the, this job was at Barnes Jewish in St. Louis, Missouri. So that's kind of like where I kind of got like my footing and where I started everything way back in the day. And um, I eventually left there, did some local travel nursing in St. Louis at different facilities. I had experience working in cardiothoracic step-down, long-term long -term acute care wound and vent hospitals, psychiatry, emergency room, 
I did local travel assignments at hospitals in and around St. Louis for about another year and a half after that. But I kind of felt like St. Louis was a little dead for me. <laughs> I kind of felt like there was just not much going on. I was in a really bad relationship. I was um, I was in a relationship with somebody who was who was pretty abusive and um, interesting enough, it was actually the second situation like that that I found myself in. And you know, I felt like I needed to get away from St. Louis because it was like I just couldn't. It was like I just. Um, it was like I was just making many bad decisions. Um, but I had this great career, so you know, it, it was kind of hard to 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 understand. Like, all right, why is my personal life all fucked up? But <laughs> I have this really great career. Maybe I just need to leave St. Louis. So I moved to New York. Never been there a day in my life. Um, I didn't know anybody in New York. I don't have any family in New York. And um, I just kind of felt like it was the complete opposite of, um, you know, of St. Louis, you know, of what I have known for so long. And so I started working as a travel nurse there, and I took a job at a really great, um, very large um, academic medical center and worked there for years and years and years. Um, after a while, I decided to go back and get my bachelor's degree because I wanted to be more involved in commu in, in committees and hospital-wide work. And um, after I got my bachelor's, I said, you know, I feel like I'm getting a little, kind of a little burnt out. I was working in a level one trauma center emergency room for peds and adults, and I was the charge nurse, the triage nurse. I precepted new nurses. It was, you know, it was very, um, it was a very overall like it was a very amazing job with tons of experience and great opportunity but i was getting burnt out i wanted to do more um, because there's a lot of abuse that goes on in the emergency room and it's like people don't always talk about it but patients would verbally and physically abuse me and patients uh family members it's like you're getting screamed at all day the staff is hostile towards each other your directors aren't always supportive of things you know, and you see so many different spectrums of human suffering and emotion within one 12-hour shift, and that's just your day job. So I knew that I was getting burnt out, but I loved the emergency room, but I knew it was time to grow. So I went to grad school. I actually graduated from the Master's of Science of Nursing with an acute care NP focus from Columbia University in New York, and I've been working as a nurse practitioner, and I specialize in cardiology now. So now I work in inpatient cardiology, I take care of heart failure, LVAD, um, heart failure, LVAD, and transplant patients. If you don't know what an LVAD is, LVAD is, it's a left ventricular assist device. I take care of all the patients in and around the cath lab, the electrophysiology lab, and all the general cardiology patients as well from an inpatient perspective. And um, I actually really like it. So even though I was really sad to leave the emergency room, I knew it was time. And I like cardiology. And so as far as, like, my professional career goes, that is – it in a nutshell. <laughs> Just in a nutshell, right? <laughs> I in a nutshell. love it. And I, this is what the podcast is really all about, Katie, is like your journey that you progress from, you started out as a PCT and then you have come across the continuum and you probably never thought you would end up where you are today. And it's just so great that you recognized along the way when you were getting burnt out, when you needed more variety, when you needed something different. And that is such an important part about the nursing profession is we don't have to be stuck. There's so many different things we can do. Yeah. Yeah. We, there's, there's tons of things that we can do. And, you know, the thing is, is burnout is very common. Um, you know, burnout is very, very common in nursing. It's very, um, it's, it's the kind of thing that it, it's, it's going to happen. You know, you're, you're going to get burnt out and it's something that, everybody kind of goes through, you know, but um, also like as on the other stage, I think a lot of people are kind of nervous when they do get that feeling. They're like, oh, God, well, is nursing just not meant for me? Am I not tough enough? Can I not, you know, can I not hang with this career choice that I made? And, you know, and, and it gets very, um, and it gets pretty nerve-wracking for some people. But I think, again, that, you know, it's very important that we, talk about this burnout and that we tell people, you know, like, yeah, I was getting burnt out and guess what? I'm a nurse and I have 36,000 other options of things to do with my career and my degree. You're never stuck. 
So, you know, when someone comes to me and they're like, Katie, I've been getting bullied for a year and a half at my job and I'm miserable and I'm burnt out. Help me. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry about your situation. That sucks. But are you sticking up for yourself? Have you started looking for another job? Have you, have you explored other options? At some point in time, we have to, A, you know, change this culture in nursing of being burnt out and getting bullied. But also we have to understand that we also have accountability. And if we are miserable at work, we have to change that. If you're just going to sit around somewhere where you're really not happy, then, well, then ain't shit going to change for you. Right. I have, you know, we have to talk about these things. Oh, I, I totally agree. And you know what? My favorite thing that I've heard from a fellow nurse along my journey, and I've had a different journey too, where I've tried a lot of different things and I don't put up with being burnt out or not liking my job is you are the only one who's looking out for your best interest. So you can't use that excuse that, oh, I don't, I'm nervous to tell my boss or, oh, they're going to be mad. Who cares? It's not about them. This is about you. Exactly. Thank you. They, I hate, you know, I hate to say it, but they don't, they don't care. So it, and, and it's nothing against them, but at the end of the day, you are the person who has to have that job. You are the person who, um, you know, you're the person who, who has to go to work every day and you're the person who has to, um, you're the person who has to, you know, um, have that job satisfaction or be miserable, but you're the only one who can make the change. Your boss and your manager or your or your be- or your work bestie, they're not going to come up to you and say, listen, I noticed that you've been, you know, very unhappy here and I noticed that you're really stressed and I noticed that, you know, such and such, um, you know, let's help you get another job. Let's help you look at some other options. Like, come on now. Like, right. you're, you're, we're all, we're all grown up here. So a lot of times people are like, oh my gosh, you're so cold by saying that you're, that's kind of bitchy. Somebody told me that one time when I was basically like, it's your life. If you want to sit around and keep being miserable, that's fine. But you're the only person at the end of the day who has concern for you. Minus like your family member, obviously, your spouse, your partner, you know, those people obviously love you, but you're the only one that can do anything about it. Right. So, you know, it, it's like, it, it's time to, you know, get, get up. And I think that this is one of the reasons that I sort of took my, my like, you know, and again, obviously, I still work full time. I'm a full time nurse practitioner. And I, I work also, um, you know, I, I don't want to say it's also a full time job, because you know, I don't do it on a on a weekly basis. But working as a public speaker, and um, also with what I talk about, you know, within my social media influencer, um, you know, career, this, these are one of the this is one of the things that I that I set out to talk about. And I think that it's important that there's dialogue about these things, um, you know, because people need to know that that very, you know, that very lesson right there. If you're the only one that can make change in your life and you're the only one who's going to look out for you at the end of the day. Right. And I think a good point, too, that you made is like this, once you're not satisfied at work, that is going to bleed into the rest of your life. It's going to start affecting those relationships. And you you have to really look at that. Do you really want to be that unsatisfied in all aspects of your life? Because our jobs, our work, as much as we hate to admit it, they're a big part of our lives. And they it does start to affect us at home. You spend more time with your coworkers than you do with your own family. Yes. Minus the weeks, minus the weeks that you go on vacation, you spend more time with your coworkers than you do with anybody else. So why are we staying around places that we're miserable? Why are we not bringing attention to the the um, you know the negative and abusive um, you know personalities and practices at these places that we spend our entire lives at? for for 20, 30 years, you know, I don't know. And I think that one of the reasons why nurses are always not very, like are often not very good about speaking up about things is because we are a product of being raised in the service profession. We are constantly drilled, you know, from the minute that we start school, this is a selfless service profession and that you often put things you know, of concern to you on the back burner because you serve other people, those other people being your patients. Now, granted, 
I, I don't ever remember hearing a, any of my instructors saying, you're, you know, you have to put your patient's priorities before your own. It's not necessarily like that, but it's just that we have spent our lives and our careers just serving others. And at some point in time, service of others puts yourself, um, you, you kind of distance yourself and your own priorities and your own, um, you know, your own needs because there's only so much room to have effort for so many people. And when you are taking care of, you know, eight to ten patients a day, um, you know, you're, you can get very drained, very exhausted, very overwhelmed. And so often our needs and our concerns can kind of take a backseat. And so I understand, you know, that people are not very forward with speaking up or they just don't feel comfortable because I think a part of that is also just our learned behavior from our profession. Oh, my gosh, you're so right. It's so true and it's so it's so sad. So do you have any advice for anybody when they're in this situation, when you're feeling burnt out, when you're feeling anxious, stressed about the job, just overwhelmed? Any advice for these people? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think when people are feeling overwhelmed, they should, they should first, what kind of overwhelmed are you? Are you overwhelmed because you've had a really rough day and like two of your patients coded, you have a very you have a very, um, you know, abusive, you know, family member and you have just, it's just one of those difficult, like shitty days. Is that why you're overwhelmed? And if that is, well, that day's going to pass. There'll be another day like it down the line, but that's not your every day. But if you're overwhelmed because you have, you know, but if you're overwhelmed, um, if you're overwhelmed because you have like consistently gone back to work, um, and every day you feel overwhelmed, every day you feel that there is no more sense of joy and happiness and, and, and um, fulfillment, then that's a red flag, you know. So I always tell people, and anytime I precept new grads or I have a group of clinical students, which I do, I precept graduate students and I have, uh, and I precept clinical students, I always tell them, and even new hires, I say, make sure that you can identify what type of overwhelmed are you. Are you overwhelmed because today is just a shitty shift, which is going to happen and you got to deal with it, or are you overwhelmed because you are not fulfilled in your job and you're unhappy? Two different things. Totally. So, yeah. That's so good. Yeah, I really agree with that. I think that's really great yeah. advice. Friends, starting a new position is scary. It's frightening, it's overwhelming, it's exciting, it's all of the things. I know, I've started many new positions in my time as an RN. But really, it doesn't have to be as difficult as we try to make it. Through these experiences, I have gathered five tips to starting a new position and making that transition as smooth as possible. I have created a free guide for you as my listeners to make this transition as seamless as possible and allow you to really excel in your new position. So if you recently started a new position, you are going to start a new job, or you know someone who's going to start a new position, I mean, come on, you have to fall into one of those three categories, then head on over to the nightingalepodcast.com to sign up to receive your 100% free copy of the five tips PDF. I'm here to support you through all your new ventures in your careers, and I believe these five tips are going to do just that. So head on over to thenightingalepodcast.com after this episode and download your free guide. I mean, come on, what do you have to lose? So I want to switch gears here and talk about, so you are, like you said, you are doing motivational speaking, you become this public figure, and I know one of your big goals is to just have a public figure in the nursing realm that people can recognize, can relate to. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, yeah, I mean, if, if you look on, if you look on, on TV, just any average day, there's always healthcare professionals that are delivering news and, you know, matters of health to the public and, um, or they are sort of a, um, you know, just, just a presence in the media. And it's always doctors and it's always men. And no diss to either of them. You know, physicians are our, they are our counterparts at work. They are our team members. And, you know, men and women work together every day. But um, 
I, I always kind of thought for a while, I was like, gosh, where's like, where's like the nurses in the media? And I'm not talking about like the nurses we see at our like magnet conferences and stuff. No, no. I'm talking about like regular mainstream media, social media, the news, different television shows, so on and so forth. And I, and I could never find one because unless the nurses have been, you know, cast in a, in a television series on HBO where they're banging the pharmacist, you know, or they're a serial killer, we're not really on TV anywhere. And, um, and I think that that's just, you know, just, just speaking very candidly, but also I think that there's a big absence of female healthcare personality. Um, so, you know, I've kind of drifted away from that over the years because I am not somebody who is on the news delivering public health information. I am not somebody who has a platform on social media and I, I don't talk about heart disease. I don't talk about my, you know, my specialty service. I really try to steer away from that because it's just never been my intention to be that type of person. But I just think that we need more nurses present in the media and on social media and more women as well, because, you know, when we have a better presence in the media, you have more exposure, you have more pull with, with, with people who spend money in certain places and all those things at the end of the day go back and they affect the laws that affect us in our daily lives. Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. So is that kind of how you got started in your Instagram social media world or how did, how, what led to that? Uh, no, in, in 2011, 12, and 13, I was actually um, featured on a, on a television series with Dr. Oz. It was a documentary series called New York Med, and it was on ABC for two seasons. And then it led into a spinoff um, that was on Discovery Health Channel, TLC, Oprah Winfrey Network, and um, the, the spinoff is called NYER. And it was a documentary series that was filmed in the hospital that I was working at, um, and more specifically, my department, the emergency room. And I was one of the three nurses that was featured. And when we were going through the filming for the shows, the PR department was like, hey, you know, you should start some social media pages, and you could help promote the show. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have Instagram. didn't have anything. And this was back in, like, 2011, 2012. So that was honestly the initial thing that prompted me to say, oh, hey, I should, I should start a social media page. And then I, as I went on and on, I, I saw that people liked knowing the daily ins and outs of, of a nurse in New York City. And I would post about work stuff, like, you know, just what it was like from my perspective and um, just my daily life in ins and outs. And then after a while was when I kind of started to, to – have the page grow and I realized that I could use this to be a very positive platform to talk about things that matter to me and where I am today I have several things that are sort of my mainstay I talk a lot about empowering messages and body positivity I talk a lot about self-empowerment you know from the perspective of a woman but just just the perspective of overall humans in the sense that um, it's okay if we you know, don't have all our shit together by the time we're 30 and we have to do things on our own timeline. I share a lot of things from my life that I think can be relatable, but I'm best known for being authentic and real. And um, I think that it's important to talk about failure. I think it's important to talk about mistakes and bad decisions. And so those are the things that I talk about on my platform now. Um, and again, always maintaining my perspective of being a nurse practitioner. And so it's information that we need to see because when you look on social media, you see lots of Photoshop, lots of, you know, women with teeny tiny waists and big asses and big perfect boobs and perfect skin and long hair down to their butt and their vacations in, in Dubai and all this stuff. And for one, like, you don't know what's real and what's fake because nobody likes to admit it anymore. And I, that's one of the things I disagree with, but also you don't see the struggle and the ups and downs it took for somebody to get to their success point. So it's important for me to maintain those messages and transparency on social media because we need more of that because our younger generations are growing up looking at people who are not real, um, 
very unauthentic and they are getting a very misconstrued message with what's, what is really a true definition of beauty? What's really a true definition of success? And, um, you know, they're having people to look up to on social media that aren't necessarily the best role models. So That's so good. I, I totally see that. And I think that is why I am just so attracted to a lot of the accounts and people on um, on Instagram who are part of the nursing profession, specifically yourself, because you are so authentic. You just get that feeling that like you know you and that you know that when you see a post, you see an Instagram story that you're getting the true Katie Duke. You're not getting like this artificial person. And it's so much easier to relate to. And it is so much more inspiring and motivating thinking that, oh, I can, I can become a nurse practitioner. I I can do this. I can become a public speaker because you have this real person that, like you said, you've been through other things. It wasn't just handed to you or you didn't just automatically wake up one day and get there. Yeah. And also that there are trials and tribulations, you know, on anyone's path. You know, I, 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 I didn't even go to college right after high school and I, I worked in a sandwich shop making like five bucks an hour for like for for like a year before I even decided it was time to go to college. And I didn't even go to nursing school at first. I wanted to be in, you know, I, I was in a culinary program. I mean, I I'm 37 years old and I'm, I'm I still haven't accomplished all my goals. But according to like the like the the media or or even just the the social timeline, people would say, oh, my God, you're 37. You're not married. You don't have kids. You don't, you know, you don't own a home. You have, I mean, you're still in significant student debt. Oh my gosh, you haven't, you haven't checked all these boxes off. You're, you're behind, you know, but like, why, like, why are there these strict social timelines for people that can be such a, a, a significant determinant of their success in life? So well, some of the most mess frequent, frequent messages I get is people saying, listen, like I'm 40 and I really want to go back to school to be a nurse, but I'm too old. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, who who says you're too old? Oh, I remember. Our entire media world says that you're too old because God forbid somebody go back to school at age 40 and have a whole second career and be happy. So, yeah, you get it. Oh, I so get it. And I am totally with you. That frustrates me so much. And it's so, that is, like you said, one of the the bad parts that I don't like about social media that we have the opportunity to change is that you see other people who are are successful and you think that. And so it's just great to get that message out that it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you are a nurse that's worked in med surge or OB or whatever for 15, 20 years and you want to go back or you want to go to the ER or whatever you want to do, just do it. Nobody, there's no expectation that you have to stay on this certain path. And ultimately, again, no one is going to look out for your best interest. So you have to do what makes you happy. And who cares what everyone else thinks? Yep. Yep. That's, that's exactly it. This is why we need more people talking about their unconventional ways of, of getting to where they got, you know, and, um, and again, like this is honestly like it is my most frequent question that I get in my inbox, which is, you know, I really want to go back to school, but I feel so old or I'm scared about this. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're the only one who can live your life. You're the only one who can make your decisions. And, you know, again, it is it is very important that people that people talk about this and that people, you know, and that people, um, you know, and that people hear it and see other people's stories. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. So I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about your Duke It Up. What does that entail? You have these awesome public speaking platform and just tell us a little bit about it. So the Duke It Up event, um, how can I, how can I, how can I put it in one, how can I put it in one, in, in one, in one, in one thing? Um, so in a, in a nutshell, I have, um, I have always been a big supporter of people, of people supporting each other, you know? Um, and I think that we have a very, 
I think that we have a very unique profession in the sense that, um, you know, in the sense that it's not always the most supportive environment. So the Duke It Up event is a series that was created to empower other people um, because everybody has a story. And at the Duke It Up event, when you come to one of these events, we create community and we ignite inspiration through career and personal mentoring. So this is something that is not even specific to nursing. This is something that is even above and beyond the nursing box. This is something that everybody can come to. It's a real event. It's very relatable. It's very influential. And I go around to different cities because what I've noticed across the board is that people don't always feel comfortable talking to their manager or their supervisor or their charge nurse or even their family and friends. So if you bring a bunch of like-minded people together who all are looking for a little something or need to hear a little something and you put them in a room and um, you put them together, they're going to network with each other. They're going to share each other's stories. They're going to have a positive effect on each other because they're going to realize that, wow, there's other people out here who are going through the same thing. Or there's other people out here who are thinking about going back to grad school. And there's other people out here who... Um, you know, have done this as a second career, so on and so forth. And the the purpose of that, again, is to is to create community. Um, because I think that, unfortunately, I think it's something that is very lacking in our in our world, not only just the nursing world, but just in our world of of being a woman in today's society. So I travel to different cities around the United States, and um, I'm actually ho- hosting my first international event. Um, in Thailand next year, which is going to be a retreat. And in each city, I partner up with a local guest speaker or guest speakers who are nurses or nurse practitioners who have done some traditional things outside of the nursing box. For example, I'm in Portland next week, and one of my guest speakers, his name is Zach, and he, Zach Smith, and he is one of the co-founders of NurseGrid. And NurseGrid, if you, if you know, it's the number one nursing app in the app store, and it's a, smart tool, it's a smartphone app and communication tool that is meant to streamline nursing communication and scheduling into, you know, the 21st century. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to get up there and tell his story. And so anybody who comes who's interested in maybe thinking, you know, I would really like to maybe do something in the startup world, or I would really like to see how could I create something really cool for, for you know, for, for nursing, or I'm thinking about a whole different career. Each city... In each city, there are different people who have done different things with their nursing degree and branched out to other fields. So when you come to these events, you get a sense of community. You're going to get some really great, you're going to hear some really great influential and, um, and positive stories. You're going to hear about failure. You're going you're gonna to talk about your own failure. And you're going to meet people that you can develop relationships with and that you can develop a support system with. That's so good. I think that's so needed because we we don't realize how important it is to have that tribe and to have those people that have been through it or just somebody that you can relate to and just open up and totally let loose and talk about what's going on, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. And I love the idea of just having other people from other how who have branched out because I think that is another really challenging thing with the nursing profession is that when we get into it in nursing school, we just only see one tiny little part of the nursing profession. We see med surge. We maybe get a day or so in the OR. We maybe get a day or so in the ER. We see a little bit of peds. Like we only see what's the hospital like atmosphere of nursing. And that is why a lot of people end up leaving or are not satisfied because they don't see all of this other stuff that we can do. You can go so many different ways. And I think that's a great way to just really look within and just self-fulfill because I know even myself, I got started really young in the nursing profession and who even knows what I was destined to do. But, and there's been times where I've doubted myself and thought, oh, I don't think I like this. I really enjoy decorating or interior design and stuff like that. But like you, you have opportunities. Nursing doesn't have to consume consume your whole world. No. So, you know, like it's, it's, it doesn't have to consume your whole world and it definitely doesn't have to, um, you know, it definitely doesn't have to be the only thing that you do in life. Right. 
you know, and I think that there's tons of people out there that are that are really doing some really amazing um, that are really doing some really amazing things outside of the nursing box, you know, like like pursuing second careers, whether it's in, you know, speaking or creating an app or a product or a tech startup or I know nurses that have started travel agencies and I know nurses that have, um, you know, written books and I know nurses who have, um, you know, gone on and pursued like working as like a makeup artist. And you have to find some balance in life. Your whole world can't be consumed by nursing. No. Yeah. It's draining. It's so exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's so good. I love it. So do you have any, over the years, have you gotten any big inspiring or um, motivational like words of wisdom from anyone else that has really driven you in your nursing journey? Um, I have not had like one specific no, I, I honestly, like, I haven't had one specific person. My mom was a nurse, and she was a big influence on, on, on I mean, she's been a big influence on me in, in everything that I do. But um, I have read, some, I have read some, some different books over the years that have really kind of helped me um, try to harness a little more of the momentum to launch my whole, like, second career. And there's a lot of people that have been inspiration over the years, but, you know, I don't have that one that one person that has stood out. I think that over the years I have met a lot of really incredible, amazing people, and the team of people that I work with now, um, Debbie Singer over at Cherokee Uniforms and Michael Harper over at Scrubs Magazine, and this is a very special, unique group of people who inspire me each day to – really continue on doing what I'm doing, even though it can get pretty burnt out. You know, you can feel like, God, like I just, I haven't made it there yet. When is it going to happen? And so, you know, it's, it's hard to just narrow it down to like one specific person. No, that's good. And I think, I think most people don't have that one person. So I think that's good. And I think it's a good point to just find people along the way or books or anything that you can find that does inspire you and just again with the whole tribe thing is just having those few people that can look at you and say you've got this continue on don't give up and just guide you in the right direction sometimes when we're feeling down yeah yeah true very true so I always like to hear what goals or long-term vision do you have for your career um in five years, I would like to be out of the hospital. Um, I would like to be public speaking full time. And I would also like to have a book authored by that time and be on a book tour and uh, or maybe even two or three books authored by that time. Because I, I listen, I love working as an MP. I love my job in the hospital. I love taking care of patients. But um, I, I have a much more broad effect, like a much more positive, broad effect when I can sit in a room and talk to a hundred young women, or when I can sit in a room and talk to a group of, you know, men and women in the healthcare profession who might be needing a little guidance or direction. But um, again, branching myself off on more than just, you know, the the nursing box. So that's like my five-year plan. Um, And um, yeah, that's, that's about it. Very simple. No, that's good. Do you have like a book started? Do you have an idea of what you want to cover in your first couple books? Uh, yeah, I, I don't have it started yet. Um, going through kind of the research phase on how to exactly to approach that now. But as far as the idea and the concept, yeah, it would be about um, how all of my bad decisions have led to my success. I love it. I love it. I think that's so good to get it on paper too for other people. Cause like you said, if, if you don't talk about it with other people, someone else is probably going through the same thing or a similar thing. And if you don't talk about it, they're never going to feel that connection or realize that it's normal or that someone else is going through that same thing. So I think that is a really cool way to just share your journey. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I totally agree. So I, (laughs) 
I had a weird realization when I was making up the podcast. So I have named the podcast the Nightingale Podcast. And after doing this, I realized that I had two Nightingale bird tattoos on my back. And so it was just a crazy kind of weird. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so it was a weird thing. So I've started asking people just as a fun way to end the interview, if you have any tattoos yourself, if so, what are they? And if not, what tattoos would you get? I have 10 tattoos. Um, and I, um, I mean, I have, I have, I have, I have 10 tattoos. I got my first tattoo when I was, um, 18 and, um, it's interesting because over the years I've been like, oh man, this is, uh, this is probably not the best decision. Some of my tattoos were completely stupid, totally dumb, um, totally, totally dumb. And I definitely regret getting some of them, if not a majority of them, but I do have one that, um, that I really love and I will tell you the story behind it about, um, probably about seven, eight years ago, I had a really good friend, Pam. Um, She is a nurse. She's actually getting married at the end of this month. She's a nurse in New York City. She's actually my first, like, my first girlfriend in New York City after I moved up there. She worked in the emergency room with me. Um, And when I first kind of started doing all of this, you know, side hustle, this public figure stuff, she I was getting a lot of criticism from everybody. In fact, I lost my job over it and I was really getting, um, you know, it was a lot of people just didn't understand because nobody knew what social media was. It was very, it was not mainstream whatsoever in 2011, 12 and 13. And it was, it was very unconventional what I was doing. And I remember Pam one day, she's like, you know, there, um, I went to, I, I read this book by Brene Brown and she had a really great quote on there, which was actually from um, Theodore Roosevelt. She's like, I think you should look at it. So this is what I have tattooed on the whole left side of my ribcage. It's called The Man in the Arena. And it goes, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do good deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotion, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. And that, it was also the most painful tattoo I ever had. But <laughs> I imagine. That, that is something that sums up um, really like, it's the closest thing that has ever really summed up how it's been over the last, um, you know, eight, nine years of, of trying to launch this, you know, just, just, just this whole life outside the hospital because the per, you know, the story behind that is you're always going to have critics. Um, the critics are usually the people who are sitting up in the bleacher seats who would never dare step foot in the arena and try to do something or try to speak up or try to um, have a presence. And so their opinion of you does not matter because until they have the courage to step into the arena and, and um, you know, and actually do that, their opinion does not matter. So it's interesting because I've had so many critics over the years and so many people, naysayers and, 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 and all these, all these really crazy things. I mean, people wanted to let, people were like trying to report me to the state board of nursing when I got fired over the TV show, people were calling and harassing me. If you look up on allnurses.com, there are so many forums on there that are like just tearing me down and bad-mouthing me, calling me unethical because of what I share on social media. I mean, it's pretty crazy. So I dealt with so many critics over the years, and it was really, it really used to fuck me up. And I really used to be like, my God, why did none of these people, why do these people saying I'm unethical and oh my God, all of this bad stuff, when really at the at the end of the day. Those fucking people are hiding behind an online forum and, and, a, and a profile picture that's the egg. So, you know, should I really be concerned about their opinion? No. 
because it's not the majority. It, it's the exception. So that quote right there is really something that I can relate to. So that is my favorite tattoo and honestly the only one I don't regret. Oh my gosh, Katie, that is, that is, that gives me chills. That is so cool. And I, I just love that everything that you're about and your transparency and just your authenticity that like, I'm going to keep going. I know that I'm doing something good for the majority of people out there. And it, that is something that most people can't say for themselves is that they can just keep going. Cause a lot of people do let that voice and let that, that bad mouthing and all of that junk just weigh them down and they get out of it and they're just done. So for you to just persevere and just make it through is so inspiring. Yeah. Well, I, it definitely, it definitely is, is, is something that I've always been able to relate to. So that's so cool. I have to, I have to look it up and print it out because I really like it. Yeah. It's just Google, just Google the man in the arena. Okay. Yep. I'm on it. Any last minute or last parting advice or any motivation that you can give to those out there who are listening, who um, just need something to hear today? Um, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like if you're not happy in your situation, then change it. Whether that's your personal life or whether that's your professional life, don't sit around and wait for someone else to hand it to you because it ain't going to happen. Perfect. Thank you so much, Katie. I would love for you to tell us how we can keep up with you, how we can find you on social media, and just keep up with everything that you're doing. So my handle across all social media platforms is at the Katie Duke. That's T-H-E, like the or the, depending on how you say it, Katie Duke, K-A-T-I-E-D-U-K-E. I have a website, which is katiedukeonline.com. I have not updated it in a while because I hate writing blogs. Let's just put that out. I absolutely hate it. So, But I do have tons of great articles on there from myself and some of my partners. And um, stay tuned because Instagram is my main source of, of platform, and that's where I have all of my event announcements. And um, that's where I, that's where everything gets released first. Perfect. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing everything you're doing. And I hope that you do an event by me sometime and I can come and check it out. Where are you at again? I'm in Chicago area. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm definitely going to make it to Chicago in 2019. Just not sure, not sure where, but my sister lives in Chicago. She's an NP at Northwestern. Oh my gosh. That My first job was at Northwestern. Oh, nice. Look at that. Yeah, in the emergency department. So, very cool. Oh, that's, oh, that's fun. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but then again, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, Katie. Thank you so much again. Oh, friends, how great was this week's episode with Katie Duke? I mean, that interview seriously just gave me all of the feels. I am so happy to have someone like Katie Duke join us on the podcast because this whole interview just showed how authentic Katie Duke is. I just feel like that is what she stands for is just being an authentic nurse, an authentic woman, an authentic entrepreneur, just everything about her screams honesty and being genuine. And I love it. We need people like this in our lives and in the industry that she's in. I love that she is in a role as a social media influencer that is sometimes we look to Instagram or Facebook and we see these beautiful pictures and they just seem so choreographed and so perfect. And it's people like Katie Duke that just really show their true self in this way. When you are seeing Katie Duke on Instagram, when you are hearing from her on the podcast, you know you are getting a true person. And I just love that. And it just really goes to show you that no matter what you do in your career or in your personal lives, that is the only thing that we can strive for is just being true to who we are. I think everything about this podcast just screams that and I just loved what she said when she just said to stand up for yourself no matter the situation, whether it's in your 
job opportunities, if you need to stand up for what you believe in, if you need to put your foot down and say, no, I am not made for this job anymore, or I need to pursue other things. Just being authentic to your true self is all that we can really do. I think this is also such a great reminder that it is so easy to fall into this trap, especially in the social media world, to look at other people, what they're doing, and to envy them or to be wishing that your journey could look just like theirs and you want to be just like they are or even in your social lives or in your nursing journeys, looking at someone else and thinking, I want to have that exactly how they have lived out their journey. I want to do that too. And that is not realistic and it isn't it isn't what we were meant for. So just again, coming back to being authentic to who you are and just to remember that we all have our own purpose in life. We weren't all made to be the exact same person on Instagram. We weren't all made to be the same exact person in our social lives, in our jobs. We all were created to have our own unique journey and we all have our own unique voice. And I just love that Katie is so much of an advocate for just being who you were meant to be and just running with it and not comparing ourselves to other people and don't let what we see out in the in the world of social media or in our everyday lives affect who we were meant to be because we have our own own unique goals and unique purpose in life. So just run with that, reflect on that this week and just look into yourself and dive deep into who you really are genuinely wanting to be and be authentic. If that is any theme we can gain from this week's episode is be yourself, be authentic to who you are. And friends, if you have enjoyed this week's episode and you are loving the Nightingale podcast, I would love if you would go and leave a rating and a review. That means the world to podcasters like me because it helps to spread the word about the podcast. There is no other way to spread it than through your word of mouth and you sharing the podcast with your friends. It is also an amazing way for us to land pretty fantastic guests like Katie Duke on the podcast. So if you want to keep hearing from people who have tons of wisdom and just are so inspirational, go on and leave a review and a rating and share the word with your friends this week. Post your screenshot of you listening to this week's episode on your social media platforms. Spread the word, friends, and I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Nightingale Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe so that you are getting weekly notifications when the new episode comes out. And while you are there, I would really appreciate you leaving a review. And maybe your review will be featured on an upcoming podcast. You can check out all episodes at thenightingalepodcast.com or on Facebook at The Nightingale Podcast. 